Well, welcome back to Round Guy Radio. It's Helmuth Ford of Sigourney, Iowa. Presents playoff baseball and uh, 3A starts today. And I'm here with uh, the coach of the Kyoto Chiefs. Can you introduce yourself? Uh, Steve Wooster. Steve Wooster. Now, uh, you're getting ready to play the Fairfield Trojans tonight. Uh, tell us a little bit about your season and uh, what the plan is for tonight. Well, our, our season was kind of up and down. We got off to a great start, uh, pitched well, played good defense first two, two and a half weeks of the season, and then we lost our number one pitcher to an injury, uh, kind of a freak injury, and um, started playing kind of poor baseball from a standpoint of defense, and, uh, you know, we've kind of kind of been in the skids here for about the last two, two and a half weeks. We got a, we had a, a good split with Washington last Thursday to kind of right the ship a little bit. Um, we're just trying to kind of get back to basics and play fundamental baseball. We were doing doing that well early in the year and, and kind of got away from it, and that's when our record kind of went in the other direction. So um, we'll have to play really well tonight to, to be able to beat Fairfield. Fairfield's got a really nice squad. Josh does a great job with these guys, and he's got two really good left-handed pitchers, and I'm sure we're that's who we're planning on facing tonight, and um, we'll have to we'll have to put together our best effort to have a chance. Well, uh, who do you got pitching, and uh, uh, has he impressed you this year? Pitching? Our pitching for us? Yeah. Our pitching's been up and down. Uh, when we throw strikes and we catch the ball, we're, we'll compete with anybody. When we walk people and we don't catch the ball, we struggle against anybody we play. Uh, we're going to start Briarlander tonight. He's he's probably our number one, number two, uh, depending on you know depending on the night. And uh, he's first team All Southeast Conference pick, four zero on the season, and um, he's pitched twice against Fairfield. Got uh, got a win against him down in Keokuk, and then got a no decision against him up here. And and uh, Briar Briar's not. He's not flashy. He's going to throw strikes and change speeds and locate. We have to play, make plays behind him. Well, that, he does sound like he give you a chance to win, though. Let's talk a little bit about uh, your catcher. I'm always interested in the team's catcher. How's your backstop doing? Oh, he's he's good. We we rotate between Briar and uh, Miller Heisler. They're uh, Miller's a senior. Miller will catch tonight. Briar's a junior. And Briar's Briar's our, our regular catcher when he doesn't pitch. Um, but with, obviously with him throwing tonight, Miller will be behind the play. Miller's had a nice senior season. Probably not what he would like it to be from a from a batting average standpoint, but he does a nice job defensively. Calls a good game. We have we have total faith in him. Well, we've been seeing a lot of amazing plays in the outfield uh, defense, and uh, who do you have out there that's capable of really splashing that leather and uh, showing some range and speed, maybe some arm strength? Well, we've got our our center fielder when Miller's behind the plate, with Zach Myers, and Zach Myers is a first team All Southeast Conference uh, player, and uh, our left footers Nick Profeta and our right footers Aiden Whitaker and they're all three seniors. Well let's talk about your corner infielders. Okay, my corner infielders uh, at first base will be Josh Wills as a senior, and at third base will be Blake Chase who's a freshman. And uh, what about up the middle? Second base, shortstop, double play combination. Double play combination is Jordan Sisk at short and Brenton Ford at second. Brent Jordan is a senior and Brenton is a freshman. So uh, let's talk about your hitting. You know, uh, who do you got that's got some speed? Maybe who, who do you got that's a good contact guy? Maybe somebody's got some power. Maybe somebody can bunt. Well, our our top hitter, our most consistent hitter all year has been Zach Myers. He's hitting about 432. Um, he's hit, he hits in the four hole for me. He, he's been in the five and the six hole, but we, we've bumped him up. We've, we've kind of sh- shaken our lineup a little bit around just to kind of get some other guys going. And um, Jordan Siska lead off for us. Briarlander will bat second. Keyes will bat third. Myers will bat fourth. And then uh, from there, it'll go... Um, 
Yeah, Blake Chase in the five hole. Uh, Aiden Whitaker in the six. Nick Profeta seven. Josh Rules eight. And uh, Prince of Portal that nine. Well, who, who does Fairfield have that, that concerns you? Maybe give you a little matchup problem. Uh, they hit the ball top to bottom. Their, their lineup is solid from top to bottom. Of course, it all starts with Nate Smith Bergen. And uh, he's, he's a solid player from top to bottom. And uh, presents a real challenge for us. Well, thanks for being with us, Coach. Uh, okay. Good luck tonight. All right, thank you. Thank you. Welcome back to Round Guy Radius, Helmuth Ford, the Sigourney Isle, presents playoff baseball. We've got a big matchup tonight. Uh, we're here with uh, KMCD's announcer, Nathan. Uh, welcome back to the program. Hey, thanks for having me again. So, uh, you know, we're sitting here in the booth before the game. Uh, what, what are your thoughts about the game and the matchup tonight? Oh, uh, well, I think it's definitely going to be the, I, I believe it's the best matchup in the, at least this part of the the substate, I believe, that in the entire substate, these two teams, of course, conference foes, have seen each other many times. Fairfield is best at Keokuk in three of the four, and, and really, I would almost say all four. They did lose the first game, but the first game was that was rained out, you know, suspended in the fourth inning. And Fairfield was down seven to one, and they basically played one and a half games where they finished up that game and played a full one. Well, that uh, half game, Fairfield won four, or four to nothing. So, in my opinion, even though the scorebook says it was a seven to one or seven to five loss, I think Fairfield really won that game, and they're coming in uh, on a pretty up and down streak. But I think they've hit that that low, and they're going to start coming up, and it's going to start here tonight with Keokuk. Well, it looks like uh, Tate Allen, I think, is uh, going to start tonight. Uh, yeah, it looks like it. I, he's not quite the guy I thought was going to get the start. I'm not surprised by it. He has started many games in the past, but I was expecting it to either be Connor Lyons or possibly Nate Smithberg. But yeah, Tate, Tate Allen, I mean, he's pitched pretty well this year. This will be his eighth start of the season. Uh, he's got a 3-3 three and three record. His total 43 innings pitches with a 3.26 ERA. Has walked 10 and struck out 42, so you know he's not going to give out very many free passes. And he is going to miss bats, so maybe that's what Coach Allison is looking for. And I don't have him in front of me. It might have been just the fact that Allen had their number the last time he pitched against Keokuk, because I'm sure he has. And maybe that has gone into Coach Allison's decision-making, which I'm totally fine with. I think it's a good start, and it allows you to leave your top two guys, and Connor Lyons and Nate Smithberg, for the possible matchup with Davenport Assumption on Monday. Yeah, well, I think they're just taking it to one game at a time right now, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. But uh, you know, with the the pitch limits and things like that that the Iowa High School you know Athletic Association has in place for the kids' safety, of course, I think while also managing for the game today, you have to somewhat take into account what's going on in the future, at least on the pitching side, to make sure you have the guys available that you need come those big games, especially when you look ahead and you have a team that you're most likely going to face in Davenport Assumption coming up. Well, I talked to Coach Wooster uh, about the Chiefs uh, lineup tonight, and uh, is there any players there that you've seen them four times? Is there who are some of the standouts that they have on their own? Well, when you look at them, I mean, their their senior Zach Myers, he leads the team in batting average. He's batting four thirty two on the year and has played in twenty nine games, so it's not like it's a small, small sample size. And uh, he's second on the team in on base percentage as well. Has only struck out thirteen times, uh, so he, that's that's someone to watch out for. Whatever I 
am getting ready for this game, I highlight a lot of their stat leaders. And, and the one thing with Keokuk that's different than a lot of teams I cover is there's stat leaders up and down the lineup. I mean, their their walks leader is Briar Lindler, but he's also their strikeouts leader. But their RBI leaders are are two different guys. Then separate guys lead in triples and doubles, and so they have they have offense from up and down the lineup. And that I think when you look at this team, that's something that can make this team tough. Is that it's not just a focus on one hitter. It's not a focus on one guy. They can produce from up and down the lineup, and it's just who's ready to step up in the game today. Well, you you convinced me to come to this game today because you said that. <laughs> This was the matchup. So yeah, I, I believe so. I mean, when you look at the other matchups, Marion and Mount Pleasant, Marion I think is gonna is gonna pretty much roll them. I would be surprised if Washington is able to get past the fifth inning against Davenport Assumption. And Fort Madison has a really good team, and Oskaloosa is has not had the year that they've wanted, so I don't think that's going to be as good as well. When you look at this one, you know it's two conference teams. It's two teams that know each other very well. They're two teams that have good senior leadership, so these guys have been battling with each other for four or five years now. So there's a lot of rivalry, a lot of back and forth, and they know each other very well, and that makes for a very, very, very good baseball game. I'm hoping we have that here tonight. Well, I'll be interested to see how that Fort Madison Oskaloosa game turns out. I, that, I had a little. I was thinking about that game. Yeah, it's. I think it's going to be a good one. It's. It's just interesting. I don't think that Oskaloosa has the depth to deal with the that that Fort Madison has, and Fort Madison's just kind of been on a roll lately. I think they've played extremely well, and they've ended up second in, the, in this Southeastern Conference, which is a very good baseball conference. I mean, Fairfield finished sixteen and five, so above five hundred, but they were third in the conference. Uh, but, of course, it was led by Burlington. But, again, Fort Madison playing very good baseball as of late, and they do fairly well against pretty much anybody that you put them up against. And that's why I think uh, Fort Madison is going to have the, the good edge there in Oskaloosa. Meanwhile, in this game with Fairfield and Keokuk, I truly believe it's a 50-50 game. And because, because you're calling it a 50-50 game now? Well, we, because I'm a homer, I'm going to say 55-45. But, well, I, but, I, I, but I, I, I think, think it, you're probably right. I mean, the coach uh, – Coach Wooster, when I talk to him, he basically says, you know, sometimes we feel good and we win. And sometimes yeah. we don't feel good and we lose. Yeah, and, and then and then you have those games, too, that uh, you can feel good, but something goes wrong and you end up losing it or vice versa. And that's what I think makes this game such a good game and so exciting that it could possibly come down to the wire. And I think, it, I think this game is going to come down to the wire. Well, you just got the lineup, and uh, it looks like uh, looks Linder like Bryan pitching? Bri- Brian Lindler. Oh, Brian the, Lindler. Yeah, he, uh, this will be his seventh start of the season. He is 4-0 in the year with a total of 34 and a third innings pitched. Uh, 3.87 ERA, uh, again with 10 walks, 16 strikeouts. So but opponents batting 242 on the year. So these are two good pitchers coming at it. I think this this could, has the potential to be a pitcher's duel, but at the same time, it is muggy. It could be a little wet out here, especially in the grass. If the ball gets in the grass, which Fairfield is grass infield, so it could add to that as well. It's rained here pretty much all day up until the last couple of hours, so if that ball gets wet, it could quickly become from a pitching duel to a hitter's duel in a high-scoring affair. Well, I was gonna, that was going to be my last question. You know, we've had some rain today. It doesn't look to – I think the the field might have been a little dry because I think it absorbed quite a bit of it. But uh, 
uh, you know, we could see we could see some uh, uh, outfield slipping around a little bit. It's yeah, it's definitely possible. I've I've seen some some water cause some havoc on this field for before, and really for both teams, they do a, a fairly nice job here of of keeping the field intact. But again, uh, you like you know, like you mentioned, it has been dry here. I think we're under technically drought conditions, um, so we, the rain was well needed here. I'm glad it's staying off and hopefully staying off long enough for us to get this game in. I don't think it's in the forecast. I think it's all moved out of the area. Uh, but yeah, that the, the water, whether it's it's getting on the ball in the grass or messing up their, their footing a little bit, it could have an effect in this game. Well, do you think either one of the teams will try to bunt? Uh, yeah. It'll lay the ball down. It'll make a guy charge and we have to put his brakes on. His, yeah, yeah I, th- I think so, especially in the fact that, I mean, I don't, I don't know Keokuk as well. I haven't had to uh, I haven't seen it as much from them the four times I've seen them, but seeing Fairfield throughout the season, they're a team that is not afraid to play small ball and not af- not afraid to force the defense to make a lot of plays and make smart plays. And talking with Coach Allison throughout the season, they started off the season striking out way too much. They weren't putting balls in play, and now that they have, that has bode well for them, and I think that's part of it. You make the defense think, you make them work, you make them make a perfect play, and then when you start doing that, along with the speed that this team possesses, I mean, there's multiple guys on this team that were on the track team, were went to state in, in different relays and events on the track team. I think that goes in the back of your mind, the back of the mind of a lot of the opposing players. Well, we're here in Fairfield, Iowa, as the Fairfield Trojans host the Kyoto Chiefs for uh, tonight's uh, 3A playoff start away. We've been talking with Nathan Piercy uh, on the uh, on the Helmuth Forts of Sigourney, Iowa, pregame show. And uh, thanks for being with us, Nathan. All right. Hey, thank you very much. Well, welcome back to Round Guy Radio's Henshaw Trailer Puts on the Wrap-Up Show. And the game has just concluded in Keokuk, Iowa. The Chiefs have have won this game four to three in a, a game that had all the drama and trappings of a playoff game. And both teams were really out to win. It uh, started out with uh, Tate Allen on the mound for Fairfield and uh, Briar Lind- Lindner uh, for Keokuk. Uh, Briar Lindner is four and zero on the year and uh, was uh, you know, the best pitcher they had available for the night and. Uh, the game plan was to stay in the strike zone, let the defense work behind him, uh, try to play as perfect a defense as they can. And through the first six innings, they did exactly that. The outfield was perfect. The infield was perfect. And uh, he didn't give up a hit, I don't believe, until maybe the sixth inning uh, when uh, he gave up a single. But uh, uh, everything changed. And Tate Allen, on the other hand, now he just, uh, you know, he just kept giving up a run. Give, give up a run and give up a run, you know, give up four runs and in innings. He got an RBI. So uh, Lindner chase got an RBI Whitaker got an RBI. And then uh, I think in the, the top of the sixth inning, Myers hit a home run, make the game four to nothing. And what it would have appeared to be out of reach, but then uh, uh, the, no, that was the fourth inning because uh, after that, they lifted Tate Allen and brought in Nate Smithberg. And Nate Smithberg put on the uh, most incredible two innings of pitching I see, the most dominating uh, pitching I saw. I know in the uh, top of the seventh, he just struck out the side. Uh, it was uh, He was just very dominant with his big left hand up there. He's, he is 
reaching velocities that I hadn't seen before. Uh, he had a curveball that was working. And nothing that Kyoto could was was doing was solving him. I think a couple guys uh, hit the ball, but I think he got four strikeouts in two innings. Uh, just completely shut the other team down. Which, and in the seventh inning, uh, all Tate Allen let off with a walk, and then you know all manner of things happened. You know the, there was some overthrows, and uh, there was some you know base hits, and there was some walks, and bases loaded, and. Uh, some pass balls and uh, another walk and another base is loaded and uh, and up come Nate Smithberg at the end of the game with a, a chance to with any kind of a base hit probably would have won the game or at least tied the game uh, and all night long he was hitting the ball right on the screws and uh, uh, like I say finally they took Reiner Linder out for the last batter and that was Nate Smithberg and they brought in uh, the shortstop Jordan Six uh, who uh um just as uh just as Nate Smithberg had against Linder, he just crushed the ball. He smashed it though. It was a hot ground ball down the first baseline. The first baseman scooped it up and stepped on first, and that was it. But uh, Jordan Six with the save. Plus Jordan Six, we really need to mention how excellent he played at shortstop. I mean, he really made a big difference. The coach said they'd have to uh, Akilda's coach said that they would Keokuk's coach said they would really have to play a dang near perfect game. And uh, they did, and they come out, the winners of this, four to three in what was uh, what will be a, a, a classic uh, 3A playoff game will be remembered for a long time. And uh, I'm sure everyone that was there was uh, so happy to, to hear it. Uh, thanks for listening.